Talks with Teen features Christina Bramo talking with loved ones, family, friends, mentors, and entrepreneurs, showcasing true life stories, bold moves, and everything in between. Let's talk. All right, Talks with Dean listeners, we have a new presenting sponsor, Equilibria, which is my all-time favorite CBD brand founded by women, run by women. I was first introduced to Equilibria at the start of the pandemic, and it has been a staple in my day ever since. The awesome thing about Equilibria is that they offer a consultation with a dose specialist with every purchase to ensure that your CBD routine is completely customized to you. I personally use the CBD mint drops in the morning and take a soft gel with my tea before bed. Getting on a CBD routine has completely transformed my anxiety and quality of sleep this past year, and I'm so excited to offer all Talks with Teen listeners 15% off Equilibria products with code TEEN15. T-I-N-E-15. Head over to myeq.com to start your own CBD routine. Welcome to Talks with Teen, brought to you by your host, me, Christina Bramo. Just kidding. I got married and I changed my name. I am now officially Christine Chavosh. Yes, it's pronounced Chavosh. Just think S-H-I-V-O-S-H, because if you look at the way it's spelled, you're never going to know my name. But don't worry, we'll get there. You and me, we'll get it right eventually. All right, let's dive in. So on today's talk, I get to reconnect with Kaylee Danu, who is a life coach, psychic medium, and intuitive development coach. In this episode, we talk about the importance of mental health, the difference between joy and happiness, and how we should never shrink ourselves to be accepted by others, as being accepted doesn't necessarily equate to being loved. During this episode, Kaylee shares how she first stepped into her truth as a psychic medium, She does a live collective reading for everyone listening and also really throws me for a loop and does an impromptu tarot card pull for me personally, which I know that you are really going to enjoy. It's one of my favorite episodes to date, and I really can't wait for you guys to listen. So let's dive right in. Let's talk. All right, Talks with Teen listeners, there's so much that we're going to learn on today's episode, and I am so excited to get started. So I'm going to hand it over to Kaylee. And how did we meet? So it's funny because when I was thinking about this, we've known each other like over probably 20 years. Yeah, two decades. Which feels crazy to like be alive long enough to have known anybody that. Right, right. (laughs) We're clearly getting older. Yeah, geez. But so yeah, we went to elementary school together. But I probably, I don't know if I, I was like aware of you until maybe third, fourth grade, because we were both really good friends with a pair of sisters. And um, Caitlin, obviously, I, I believe she was in your wedding. Yes, she was. Really good friends with her younger sister, Carly, because you were two years ahead of me. And I like distinctly remember, I think probably the first time I like really met you, we, the four of us went shopping at the McKinley Mall. Oh my and I remember- 
purchasing like kitten heel flip-flops. Oh my gosh. I can't believe you have this memory. This is why I love this question so much. (laughs) But I was like, oh my gosh, like we all go back to some back to American Eagle flip-flops days. Yeah. The kitten heels is imperative. It's really important part. Oh my goodness. I didn't even think that flip-flops could have kitten heels. So that's a Oh, they totally did. I because I remember there because I thought I was like so hot. Yeah. <laughs> so hot. It was like 11. Oh my goodness. Wait, that's so good because I literally was like, what is she going to say for this? Because I forget when we met because we've known each other for so long. Well, yeah. Like I, I don't know when we really met, but that's when we. I kind of like American Eagle, McKinley Mall. It's not the nicest mall for anyone that doesn't know the Buffalo area. <laughs> Oh, it's really struggling. Actually, Yeah. It's struggling. <laughs> Not many stores. They have like Auntie Anne's and that's about it. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So I love that. We go way back, you know, two decades, not aging ourselves. We're just wiser. That's right. right. Um, wine, just better with time, but I've known Kaylee for that long, but I really would love for you to share with the listeners about your upbringing, about Buffalo, family, childhood, passions, anything that you worked through, through your childhood that really helped shape the woman you are today, I think would be really insightful. We got a lot of listener questions about your career path. And I think it's so important to kind of plant that seed of how you are the way you are and how you really dove into this career. So handing it over. Yeah, absolutely. So I was born and raised in Buffalo. I grew up in Orchard Park, obviously, which is a like small suburb just outside of the city of Buffalo. I pretty much have been there my whole life, save for undergrad and grad school. And I love it. Like, I know people don't get it, but you do. I get it. I love <laughs> Buffalo. Buffalo is, sh- might as well be Paris. Right? I love <laughs> Buffalo. <laughs> might as well um, be Paris. We just, yeah, we, we got grit here. It's cold. We have for almost my entire life, a really struggling NFL franchise. But now they're awesome. Back. Yeah. Now <laughs> back. But yeah, so I have three brothers and I think that was definitely influential shaping my personality. Like I think people, when they hear that, they're like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no sisters, brothers. Yeah. Yes. And two older, one younger. Honestly, my whole oh man, I like I, I I hate to paint it that way, but it kind of is the reality that my whole childhood, most of it anyway, was a trial and tribulation. You know, and who's to say why or how really, but it started quite early. I started, you know, when I reflect back, I I, I noticed like as early as eight, really, I, I remember like just feeling incredibly alone, which is you know, strange. Like I said, like we had a full house, like I had lots of friends, right. there were people around all the time. Like we had a pool and a trampoline. So, and we lived right next to the middle school. So people would come to our house and I still felt incredibly alone. And that started showing up as an eating disorder, I think like as a way to, um, you know, shrink myself and be small and be kind of more palatable to the people around me. Right. And I remember my mom tricked me into going to a nutritionist. Uh, she told me I had a dentist appointment and I was 11, so I didn't know any better. And I think I had just one visit with her and the nutritionist told my mom, she's like, your daughter is very depressed. She needs to see like a real counselor. And so, um, 
that started shortly after, you know, I was super active. Like I, I played field hockey. Like I was good. Like I was good at sports. I got straight A's. I had friends. Like I was popular, you know, for what that's worth. Right. Um, <laughs> but I remember saying to my mom, like on the way home from field hockey practice and like on paper, none of this makes sense. Like I have all the trappings of like a comfortable right. life in suburbia and I'm miserable. So around that time, I think I got on medication. It wasn't really touching me. And then um, around, I think 14 or 15, I became like certain that I would die by suicide. From 15 to 19, I was hospitalized upwards of 10 times, maybe 11 or 12, each one increasing in lethality. I was 18 years old and I hanged myself, um, but my mom found me and I was blue and she cut me down and she is a nurse. So she's trained in CPR and um, started performing CPR. Uh, I was not responsive. And she, you know, speaking of divinely protected, she just had this sense to run out into the middle of the street. And there happened to be a police officer driving by. And he just, she said, it felt like it was instantaneous. He was just upstairs ripped open my shirt and he had a defibrillator and that's what kind of like jolted me back to life. And then I was immediately rushed to ECMC. It's a, a state hospital here. And they brought my body. They did the um, procedure that they did to Kevin Everett. They brought my body below temperature and to um, prevent my brain from swelling. But like the Red Cross was there to take my organs. Like I was um, in a coma for four days and that was the last time. So then I, I um, was, then obviously once I was stable and out of the ICU, I was transferred to the psychiatric ward once again. It just meant more supervision, more people being afraid of me, more people like not knowing how to like hold me and see me and like speak to me. But I, I realized then I have to do something different. So I started talking in therapy and it really, things just really shifted from there. I mean, it, that was 10 years ago and it's literally insane. When I look back, I'm like, who was that? Cause it literally was a different lifetime. I just want to say how strong you are and to speak about that. And that is a different person, you know, and you really have turned into this strong, empowering woman who can speak about that experience and say, Hey, I've, I've been there and I've lived through that and look at where I am today and like, see what I'm doing. And if you saw Kaylee, like she's smiling ear to ear and just really radiating positivity and light and just so proud of you. And I just hearing that story, it's impactful for me. And I think it's really beautiful that you're here today using a platform to, to shine and to be so real. And the world needs more of that real. Thank you. Well, it's funny too. So similarly, after that incident, I, I realized I kind of like slowly, you know, not super intentionally, but slowly was taking an inventory of my life and right looking around and, and seeing how much I was doing that I just wasn't into. For example, I'm athletic. I hated playing sports. I didn't You're like, I never want, liked field hockey. I, didn't, I was good at it, <laughs> right. um, but I didn't want to, like, I wanted to be in the plays. I wanted to um, do art or sing or dance, but that just like, wasn't what I thought would be accepted in my family system. So I never even tried. And so I just started stopping doing that. I was like, I, I'm going to read books that I find interesting. I'm going to listen to music that 
I like, I'm going to take classes that I'm interested in. And around then, actually, it, it was probably like six months, maybe even less after that. And after I've kind of subconsciously made this commitment to myself that I was invited to my first mediumship workshop, like, oh, wow. what a coincidence. <laughs> um, that I just like allowed myself to be open to being like the weirdo that I am. And two, like things just really fell into place. My relationships started feeling better because they were more authentic because I was more of me. I was who I. You were being true to yourself. Yeah. I appreciate you like seeing me, right? Because I have made it my, I don't know, life's work to just be joy. I love that. Because I think that's all of our birthright. And we, we kind of overcomplicate it and we forget that but I really do believe that we come here to experience love um, in a physical form and to experience joy and expansion. And that's like all it is. And you do. So I'm, I'm here as the receiver. You really do bring so much joy and love and just following Kaylee on social. And obviously we, we haven't seen each other face to face in so many years, but I feel like we just picked up where we left off, but just from a social media perspective, you really do radiate such positivity and light and you see that and it shines through, but you give us the good, you give us the bad, you give us the ugly. And I think that's still a form of joy oh, because that's hugely, real. Hugely. There's this really beautiful quote um, by Archbishop Desmond Tutu, and I'm going to mangle it, but essentially, because there's a difference between joy and happiness, right? Because happiness right is transient. It is a, it's a fleeting emotion, which of course it's great. Right. But joy is, is a being is a state. And the, the quote is something effectively that like joy does not save us from the inevitability of heartbreak of, of darkness. Right. But rather we're able to experience heartbreak without breaking. We're, we're able to experience the lows without staying there because we understand that, this is what it is to be alive. Right. Yeah. I totally got that wrong. And that's okay. Look we'll, we'll look it up, <laughs> but it's so beautiful. <laughs> I really love that. We'll look it up and put in the little cliff notes at the bottom <laughs> of the episode. Okay. So I want to move into this then. So you graduate from OPHS and mm-hmm. then from an educational standpoint, what do you do from here? So you went to that psychic workshop. Did you like it? Did it resonate with you? Oh my gosh, I loved it. So I went to ECC, which is a community college in Buffalo. Yeah, so I I was around and I did, I took this um, workshop and you know what I think happened is so we did, we did this workshop and it was the first time that I was really in a space where I was like allowed to be all of me or like this part of me. And I gave myself permission to be open to it. And we did this exercise called, I think it was called, I don't know why I'm saying this. And basically walked around a room while the teacher, Michelle, beat a drum. And then when she stopped, the person closest to you, you just have to kind of on the spot say, I don't know why I'm saying this, but, and then read them. And I did it. Like, it was so bizarre, but it happened. And then shortly after that, so she was out in Canandaigua. And, but I would drive like two hours to go to these um, classes that she taught. And then at, I think she was 38 at the time, suffered a massive, massive stroke. So obviously as a 38 year old, like that's rare. And I had this intuitive understanding that that was like related to her gifts, that she was 
channeling too much, too intensely and not grounded. And it scared the living daylights out of me. Also, mind you, I was 19 and very much still working through like my stuff um, because I also had this other thing that I needed to be an academic to be worth anything because that's like family of origin stuff, right? right? Like that's where the values are is academia and athletics. And obviously I wasn't going to like, I need both. College yeah. For yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so that's kind of like where I, I was at personally. And so I kind of shut it off for years, actually. It wasn't until, so I went to ECC and then I transferred to Binghamton and um, got my bachelor's there. And then I went to Penn State for my master's, which is in applied clinical psychology. And I was doing everything right, right? Like I was taking medication, I was meditating, I was exercising, I was actually working in therapy. You know, I had good friends, I was improving my relationships and my communication, journaling, you name it, I was doing it. And I was still miserable, not miserable, but I was still like kind of disenchanted. And I was still finding myself needing my meds raised every six months or every year, Um, which is fine. But I just, again, like had this intuitive understanding that like, this ain't it. And then through a serendipitous series of events, I start just coming into contact with people who are the embodiment of like fully expressed spiritually. And the one woman fell into my lap. I was doing behavioral therapy for children and I would go into schools and go into people's homes and work with our kids. And this woman, I knew I liked her from the jump because she actually worked at one of the schools that I worked at, but she also was a nanny for my one client. And so I would go to her house because that's where obviously like he spent the bulk of his day. And the first time I went over there, her name's Jen and she is just like such a gift. And I walk into her house and I was like, you're just like allowed to be like this. Like she had Buddhas and tapestries and incense. And like the way she spoke to her children was so just respectful and grounded and spiritual. Like what are you- Different in the best way. Yeah. I was like, I didn't even know you were allowed to do this. This is a thing. Right. And she lived on the Susquehanna river and her house just again, like had this energy and we would go to the river and like play, just let the kids play in the river and just let like watch them. And that was meditative in itself. And I realized I was like, I need more of this. And I asked her, I was like, Jen, can I just come and use your yard? She's like, anytime you want. And so I started really like working on that river. And I, I would go there and I would meditate and, and things like really unlocked there. And I just, again, like started becoming more and more aware of these downloads that I was having and still not fully acknowledging them for what they were, but had some undeniable experiences where I was experiencing otherworldly things. And then, uh, again, just started working with a different healer and, reading different books and being open. And then I took another course. It was an intuitive development course. And again, like I had a friend who had taken the same class and she said, you know, be buyer beware. It's a workshop. Like there's no lessons. It's a workshop. I'm like, eh, whatever. She, like, I'm sure she's just speaking right. it hyperbole. Well, no joke. We is a zoom call we do like a two minute meditation and they're like, okay, who wants to go first? Like I do. What, yeah. What, what do we say? What are we going to do? They're like, okay, Kaylee, read whoever you want. And I'm just like looking at a zoom screen full of faces. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to read this, this girl. And so I 
like take a minute, close my eyes, drop in is what I call it. And then I start, I give her a reading and she's like, that's literally everything that's going on right now. What did you even say? Do you remember? Yeah. So I do, of course, because like it was, I couldn't believe that it. was your moment. Uh, so immediately like, I saw, I saw a fork in the road and I knew immediately that this was related to career. So I, I knew that there was something being like asked of her. I knew that part of her, that there was a decision to be made that she was on a path currently that felt like soul aligned, but that her kind of otherworldly stuff. And it was actually uh, the dynamic with her parents was really influencing her because she was self-employed pursuing a passion, a similar business to what I do, but she was getting a lot of stuff from her parents. And I was seeing like a blinking yellow light that the message, because there's a difference between like the data I receive and the message, right? So the message there was, this is not a red light. You can pivot anytime you can go back and get a nine to five and that's fine, but this is not a red light. It's so you can keep going and try, try something. Yeah. And she was like, I literally applied to a job today. And I said, I hope I don't get this. Wow. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's, that's how I felt. I was Kaylee, we were like, they're going to be like, you're crazy. Or like, you're not right. Or. Oh, totally. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's terrifying every time. <laughs> wow. So yeah. in that moment you just went and you went first and you read what you drop in. Is that what you call it? Yeah. Yeah. Like open the channel, drop in, because there's a difference between like just speaking and like being a human and of course. then being a channel. And so it takes just like a moment to. That's open. crazy. So that's when you realize when she, when she responded really positively, like, this is exactly what I'm going through. You, yeah, did I you was, have a moment? I've had Yes. Yes. Um, to answer your question succinctly, because I had been having experiences with more and more frequency. Somebody would text me. I had this with a cousin and she texted me. I was like, oh, you're pregnant. She's like, what the hell? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. That's why I'm texting you. Or a good wow. friend of mine was talking about, she, she just had, a, she was concerned about finances. She was in school and like working a part-time job. And I was like, babe, I don't know why I'm saying this, but money's coming like soon. Don't stress. Two days later, two days later she's like, I just got a $1,500 refund check from school. Did like, she oh. text you? Yeah. She's like, you're a witch. <laughs> oh my gosh. But so that stuff happens all the time now. Um, so am I going to get those texts? I, you, you just, <laughs> cause so, cause there's a difference. People ask me like, especially like, so I'm single and I like go on dates and people are like, Oh, you're probably like reading my mind right now. I'm like, I, I could, but I'm not because <laughs> it's two different um, channels. Now I know exactly. And, but then, and so I was with a girlfriend of mine and we were at dinner and I had literally like just gotten done telling her like, no, I'm not reading you right now. And then six minutes later, I was like, oh, is such and such like a mutual friend of our is such and such pregnant. And she's like, they literally just started trying Sunday. It was a Tuesday. <laughs> You're like, I'm not reading you, but like, I'm, I'm reading sorry. our friend. Yeah. <laughs> So stuff like slips through. Um, and that's really fun, but it's yeah. unbelievable. I'm so fascinated in this and I know all of the listeners are as well because they, they wrote in a million questions, but before we get into questions, I'd like to start with a collective reading yes. and yes. Kaylee's going to explain collective reading. Cause I learned it a hot 10 minutes ago. <laughs> and I think that everyone's going to need a little one-on-one. 
Yeah, totally. So obviously an individual reading, um, which is what I do like with clients is much more specific to the individual. Whereas a collective reading is going to be a little bit more general, but it, it's because it's for everybody listening. And so that means you, yes, you listening, trust that regardless. So today is Monday, June 14th, and that's when I'm pulling these cards, but this is for you when it finds you. And so don't get too hung up on making everything fit because chances are it will in a week or two if it doesn't now. Um, but yeah, so I'll pull tarot. So when I do an individual reading, I just free ball it, but I like to do tarot for a collective reading. And when I channel for myself, cause I tend to get in the way if I'm reading myself. I love this. You go girl. All right. So just give me one moment and we'll ask spirit to show us three cards for the collective. Please. This one feels good. Oh, I love that. That feels good. Okay. Oh, all right. Okay. So I'm just going to start spitting. So the first card here, I'll show you, obviously our listeners can't see the first card is the Knight of Cups. So Cups is a suit about um, the suit of emotions of love of passion. The Knight here is so knights have like a young male energy, right? They're a little bit brash, but this is the knight of cups and we have them upright. And so that makes me feel like it's also like no coincidence, right? That you literally just got married, got back from your honeymoon. And here we have this like young emotional energy of this like very grand suitor here. Second card here. So I'm going to just tell you what they are and then I'll like pull the, Perfect. the message, right? So the second card is the two of swords in reverse. And then the last card is the five of wands upright. So what I'm feeling here is, this is interesting. What I'm feeling here is, so with this two of swords in reverse, so what the two of swords is, is um, when it's upright, this is about victimhood, but this is, and, and so the individual here you can see is, is blindfolded, but he has swords, right? So like you would think like, well, you can remove your own blindfold, right? Like put the weapons down, right? So it's interesting because also then the, this last card, uh, five of wands is also about conflict. So what I'm feeling like is there is some conflict occurring right now. And what I want to tell you is the tendency or your proclivity may be to handle conflict or disagreement with perhaps less than evolved language or less than evolved or less than grounded um, tactics. But what the Knight of Cups is here, I think is about is talking about taking a step back and what the language is coming through is, is be like water. So walk, so again, like uh, cups are associated with water and tarot and water is flexible, right? It flows, it, it doesn't get caught up in and thinking too much, or it doesn't have ego, right? And so what I feel like is being asked of you and the listener is to start to consider where conflict can be handled from a place of empowerment rather than victimhood, right? Which like, I feel like <laughs> cringy even saying that because we all like to think that we're, none of us like to identify as a victim, right? But we tend to, when we get in kind of like uh, itchy spots, 
what I feel like though, is like after hearing this or after kind of like integrating this is that you're actually going to be able to navigate situations like as this knight of cups, right? Cause like, look at how poised he is. Like he's not holding a sword, right? There's other knights in tarot that are very much like charging that are holding weapons. And he is not like, he is poised, he is calm and he is offering a gift, right? He's got this cup extended. And I feel like with some effort, with some intention, with some grounding and um, breath work is actually what's, what's coming through. So like just taking a breather, you're going to be able to start to maneuver through whatever dynamic is currently coming to mind for you, the listener, with a, with a new energy that feels much more like you, which feels much more in alignment with who you want to be and who you want to show up in the world as. That feels complete. That's beautiful. I mean, I can relate to that personally. I don't need to divulge all my personal information, but <laughs> yeah, I really think that's beautiful. And something good that everyone listening can take from this and apply that to whatever situation pops to your mind immediately. That Oh, I'm so glad you just said that. Look at you, T. Because exactly, because what, what I was going to say is we, the reason that we're all capable of being psychic, we all have this intuitive capacity where people get stuck is getting in their way. Right. So you, as the listener, if, I reckon there is likely a situation that will come up immediately for you. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. Cause that's how this kind of thing works. Don't search. It's there. Don't search. Right. Don't, yeah. Don't overcorrect. Like, no, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> right. Immediately something popped in my head. So I really, that was really interesting for me and we're going to do something a little surprise. Kaylee's over there smiling. I don't know if I'm smiling, but we're going to do it. <laughs> you definitely are. Okay. She's going to pull a card for me personally obviously not rehearsed or practiced. I said, yeah, let's do it. Let's just go for it. So let's see. Oh, I'm excited. Show me one card for Christine, please. I feel giggly. Yeah. I don't know if I do. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay. So I want to preface this (laughs) Oh no, you're laughing. I don't know. (laughs) Because I pulled death. Oh, So death in tarot is actually like one of my favorite cards. Okay. So that's why I'm laughing because like people are like, like, look at how spooky he looks. Right. Um, oh my so Christine got death, but this is literally one of the most beautiful cards in the entire deck because death, as we hold it, as people gets really muddled up and death is only a transition. It is only our initiation back into being just a pure vibration of love and joy, right? So that's what I'm feeling for you, Christine, is new beginnings. Yeah. Like like you literally just got (laughs) married and got back from your honeymoon. So like, that's no surprise to me. Oh, interesting. Okay, so I won't go into like too much detail, but I'm grabbing some other things here. But I'm, I'm feeling like for you, there's new consideration going on. There is new, now that you're like here and you've arrived, you're like looking around yourself and be like, wow, I'm ready for things that I didn't think I was ready for. And do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Okay, good. Oh my God. (laughs) I'm like going to be emotional. I won't spill all your beans, but, um, this is so exciting. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Like I, 
I love this for you. And so, yeah, don't get like hung up on like it being called death, but again, cause death is only an initiation and a crossing. It's a rite of passage into something so much more inconceivably beautiful on the other side. And that is, that's your card. Wow. That's beautiful. And I, I think I can shed some color to that. I think obviously just got married, got back from her honeymoon and yeah, I'm married. It's definitely, it's so funny for my whole life. I just, I was like, well, if you're in a good relationship, what really changes once you get married? And I feel like my husband, my husband, uh, always looks at me and smiles because I'm like, it is different. And it's this different level of commitment and comfort and security that you've never experienced before. And it is, it's a cool position to be in. And maybe this is the rebirth of me, but for so long, you just really don't, when you're not with the right people, you don't really look for that next step in your life, having children and starting a family. And when you meet the right person, it's so beautiful because if we're lucky enough to have children, that would be a blessing, but you meet the right person. And it's like, no, it would be a disservice not to bring a human into this world. And yes, that's what I feel like. That's, that's a, a feeling that it's like, wow, we have built this really strong foundation. And if we're able to get lucky enough to have our own children, that would be kids. so beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> I guess you can tell me. Yeah. Um, but not only not, so, and I, I love that, like that, that's why I had to exclaim because there's so many people who, and I get it, right? Like I was one of those people, well, thought I was going to die by on my own hand by like 21, but that say like, it's unethical to bring children into this world. And so I love that you said the exact opposite because also like forget into this world, into your home, Christine, like it would be a service to like the souls coming through like your channel to not bring them into a home where they're warm and loved and cherished. Yeah, I agree. But that's really how I feel, which is maybe so silly and cliche, but I'm like to see a little one of Matthew and I would be so special. So that's really beautiful. I, okay. I'm not as scared about that card that, you know, the title is a little scary. So what are the titles of the cards? Like, is that something you can um, well, just a little. <laughs> okay. But um, so there's four suits, there's swords, wands, cups, and pentacles, and they're each associated with different aspects of life and different elements, right? So pentacles are associated with earth, like, and, and like, as such, they're associated with like worldly things. So like finances, resources, mm-hmm. um, things of that nature. Cups are again, like I said, associated with water and they're associated with emotions, love, relationships swords are more mental and they are the suit of air and so again like logic intellect things of that nature and wands are associated with fire and they're associated with like passion and creativity that's the main gist and then there's i believe it's 22 what are called major arcana and that's like death the lovers the sun the moon the hierophant the hermit and there's each of them have their own unique meanings and you fully memorize them. Um, I got it pretty down. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it just comes I, to me no. <laughs> because it's less, it's less, it's more channeled. Right? right. So like, they're like a prop, they assist, but I don't like, you can't really put together a reading without, you know what I mean? Right. If you don't have the skill of being a psychic or a media and you're going to look <laughs> like, I'd look at that card and be like, 
death. All right. It's over. <laughs> like I'm terrified. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so you do pull death a lot. Um, I have been recently, but it, which makes sense, right? Like I just moved. It's my, it was my birthday last week. So like, and I've been doing a lot of work, like shedding a lot of things, uh, working on my own stuff always. And I've really felt a shift. And so it makes sense. And like, when I pull death, I'm like, heck yeah. <laughs> okay, good. All right. You're making me feel better. So I don't need this, oh my God, this I love podcast it. being like, oh my goodness, I'm scared. <laughs> okay. That was amazing. I love that experience. I feel like that was something I've never experienced before in the best way. So like a lot of the listeners, there's a lot of skepticism, I think around psychics and mediums. And this question came up a lot. So let's dive into some listener questions. We have a bunch of them. I tried to just group the ones that popped up the most. All right. The first question, how do you know if someone is a reputable psychic? Oh, you don't, you don't. don't. Yeah. I, 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 um, you don't. (laughs) I feel like an unfortunate answer, but you don't. So I typically, if I, so I, I'm a psychic and I get readings from psychics because like it's fun. And like I said, we, it's, it's like, it's like anything else. Like you can't be your own therapist, you know, you can do your own healing work, but it's really difficult to be your own psychic always. You know, I channel for myself often, but that's why I use cards. Right. Whereas with people, I just can open up and I don't need the cards, whereas it's easier for me to have something more tangible. Um, but honestly, like, I don't, you, is it you like a therapist, you know, like you, gotta, you almost you gotta, need to meet with them a couple times and see if it's no, <laughs> definitely not because you just step into somebody's energy and right. if, if you vibe, you vibe. And also like the, the content of the reading, right? Like, so I've gotten readings before. I'm like, you were reading somebody else. Like what's going on here? Like, cause like, this isn't me that made sense. And I mean, so I like word of mouth is great. Like I, I feel like 95% of my clients come through Instagram just cause like they read my stuff and they are like, they hear me speak. So like, I think the resonance of people's voices is very telling yeah. for me. And, and I'm really like attracted or repelled by that. And so when I hear somebody speak, I kind of know, like if I want to with them or around just them. from the energy yeah yeah and so that's probably a psychic thing maybe I don't know I don't know but <laughs> it's important so you and don't really know I don't know but so there's really no way to tell I mean obviously if somebody got a reading from somebody that's helpful but there's no like registry of like you know right. what I mean right Reputable if, if this x y and z up. happens they're real yeah yeah I mean I, again, like, I think this, the level of specificity of a reading or how much something tracks for you, right? Like I have had a, like experiences where people are like, literally, what the hell are you? Like I, uh, I dropped in and, and immediately for this one woman, um, saw her like peeking through um, like an institutional door. And I was like, okay, are you, you're going for a promotion at work? She's like, I like literally just had an interview yesterday. I was like, oh. wow. <laughs> um, or like, so I do mediumship, which is specifically channeling uh, loved ones who have crossed. And 
like I was channeling this one woman's dad and he was showing me a calculator. I was like, oh, he was an accountant. And she said, yes. And he was showing me this purple flower in her mother's backyard because her mother is still with us on this plane. And um, I, I, the message was, I was like, he needs me to tell you that the, that the purple flowers in the backyard are him. And she's like, my mother's backyard is covered in violets. I can't Google that, you know? Like, <laughs> Okay, this question came up. You almost oh. like- read this off my mind. <laughs> this question was, I'm looking for a sign for a loved one who has passed and I want to know they're still watching out for me. Do you have any guidance? Oh my gosh. I am so, so glad that this question came in. This is my favorite thing. Cause I didn't know <laughs> that you could like do this again. Like it's just, it's so simple, but so profound dear listener and anybody just ask. You're allowed to ask for what you want. And I am so glad that I learned this before my grandmother that we were talking about before right. we started. Um, I'm so glad I learned this before she passed away because she was on hospice for a, a week. Um, but like one day into it, she was, she was really no longer responsive. And I asked her, I was like, grandma, what are you going to send me? And she's like, what? I was like, what are you going to send me from the other side? And she's like, she classic her. She's like, well, I thought I would get there and have a look around and then let and then decide. It's like, no, Carol, <laughs> we gotta know. And she said she was going to send me a bicycle, which felt weird, but I was like, okay, a, a bike. And she's like a bike from Sears, like the one in the picture. And I was like, that makes no sense to me, but it was specific. And I was like, I'll take it, whatever. And so every now and then, like I would see a bike in like a complicated moment. And so again, so, well, I'll get there in a second. Um, but it wasn't until like seven months later was I scrolling through Instagram and I saw, cause Sears is I think out of business. So that's why right. I knew if I was going to see a bike from Sears, it was her. And on Instagram, I came across like a Brady Bunch clip where they're all singing, we're going to Sears. And so like, I watched like on the edge of my seat looking for a bicycle in this video clip. And I was like, kind of disheartened that there wasn't a bike. And I'm like, huh, maybe it wasn't her. And I scroll one post down and it's a picture, it's a National Geographic picture of, have you ever been to Amsterdam? So yes. just bikes hundreds everywhere. and hundreds and hundreds of bikes and I just lost it. And so what I want That's to say so about that is- so beautiful. So dear listener, whoever you are, ask for a specific sign or ask for any sign, right? Like, so now like my grandma also shows up as yellow flowers. Cause that's easy, right? Like it's hard to manipulate enough things to send a, a bite from Sears, right? She put a tall and order in for herself, of course. Um, something like a butterfly or a cardinal or whatever makes sense to you, but also know that it doesn't have to be like in the real world. Right. So like if for example, you live in Alaska and your sign, you're asking for a yellow flower, it's going to be difficult, right? But it might show up on the t-shirt of somebody. It might show up on somebody's tattoo in the library. In a movie. Right? Like it, yes, it could be anywhere. It could be a keychain. And so just be open, because, but know that without a doubt, 100%, if you ask, you are heard. It just takes a little bit of you know movement sometimes. It could be a song. It could be like spoken word. That's so special because when I read that question, I, I just, in my head was like, there's really not a way to answer this, but you totally had the answer. I so can't believe totally someone it. asked that. It was so beautiful. Oh, I love that question. I think that's going to be, 
good for a lot of people because it's okay. my favorite thing. It's my favorite thing. Cause I ask, I ask my guides for signs all the time. That's so beautiful. Okay. So that was the second question, which I really love. Cause I did not expect that answer. <laughs> the next question that came up a bunch was, were you born with this skill? And when did you realize you had this ability? Oh man. So yes, the, the answer is yes. I was born with this side note. We all are. It's a matter though of like conditioning that we kind of move away from it, right? Because we really like science and proof and you know, what have you, but we are all born with this innate capacity. Of course, like for some people it's more turned on than others. I, it's interesting because I, I don't think I really had my aha moment until I was in that class where I read a woman and she was like that I'd never met before that she's in Boston or something. And I'm here in Buffalo and she's just like, yeah, that was, that's my whole life right now. But now that I like look back and I know what it feels like when I'm channeling or reading somebody, there are so many freaking instances where I've just been psychic all along. Like I remember this one time I was driving down uh, the 190 in Buffalo and I dropped my water bottle below the um, passenger seat and I was like on the throughway. And that was the first time I had auditory come through and I went to lean down and I just heard don't. And then I reached for it anyway and I hit somebody. I remember being like eight years old and I was at a friend's house with like a group of girls and I said, the phone's going to ring. And then the phone rang instant, instantly after like, just like tons of experiences like that, that. And I, that you remember, which I think is pretty telling. Right. Well, because you remember like, those like, things because they, they just kind of come up. <laughs> like, well, you know what I think? So again, like, I think I definitely actively suppressed it because I mean, you know, think about it when I was literally like a frequent flyer at the psychiatric hospitals in Buffalo, New York, like I didn't need another reason to have people think I'm crazy. Right. Right. Like, oh yeah. And on top of it, I see dead people. <laughs> like, right. I can predict or, this. Or I, I see future. your aura or I can read your mind. Like, yeah, right, dude. Like, no way. And so I really think like the mechanism of me stepping back into this has been my healing journey. I love hearing that story because it's so true. We're all, I guess, capable, but you have to practice and you have to channel and you have to commit and dedicate time. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think really it's more than anything. Well, two things it's trusting yourself and giving yourself permission to be wrong. Because That's probably it, like, really important. I say crazy stuff, crazy stuff. And if, if I was like skirting around being wrong because I was afraid of uh, somebody it not resonating with somebody, my readings wouldn't be that potent. You have right? to say exactly what vague. you're saying. Exactly. But because I go for it and let myself be wrong, if I am, I say some really wild stuff that even if I'm reading like a friend or an acquaintance and I'm like, this does not make any sense for this person. And they're like, I open my eyes because I do a lot of it um, with my eyes closed and they're like crying. I'm like, oh. This did make sense. And I just didn't know. <laughs> exactly. And that's why you're successful though. Cause I'm sure that everyone that you work with knows that and sees that it's all referrals. I'm sure. For the most part, like I said, people just kind of like, a lot of it is word of mouth or they just kind of like read my stuff on Instagram. They're like, oh, I'll see what this is about. And they're like, oh, wow, that's what this is about. Okay. That's cool. And that's a good segue into what is your response to non-believers? 
Mm, that's a good question. I know so, these were good. I had to pick five. I'm like, oh man. Yeah. So my response to non-believers is like, that's okay. Really? Like, I think if I'm ever in an energy where I'm trying to convince somebody, I'm in a state of lack, right? I have stepped out of my power. If I'm trying to convince you that what I do is legitimate or real or worthwhile or whatever, then I am not honoring who I am. And I also know that like, it's, it's not on everybody's journey this time around and that's okay. And I, I honor and respect the differences of beliefs of, you know, like, I think I have, you know, people who are, who are very religious, who think like what I do is like a mortal sin punishable by like eternities in hell. And like, that's, that's okay. Cause that's not mine. And I don't want to take away somebody else's power by trying to make them wrong for their right. Beliefs. That's a good way of thinking about it. You're not trying to force this on anyone. No. And like, if you're into it, super, because <laughs> I love it. It's like my favorite thing that I've ever done. But if, if not, that's, that's super cool. Like I have, I mean, my brother's an accountant, <laughs> like yeah, he's, he's, he's like as rigid as they come, but um, also he sees like my light and he sees how excited I am and how well I'm doing. And he's definitely like, kind of like giving me some side eyes. Like he makes fun of me. Like he's, he's you do your readings for your family. No, that's off limits. That's like where I, um, if I like receive something or like my mom's telling me about something and I'm like receiving information, I'll give it to her. But I just think again, like it's too close, too close. I don't want to be my mom's therapist. I don't. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's a good, that's a really good way to leave it. Okay. The next questions that I like to end on, we answered the first one, aha moments. We walked through a couple of those, unless there's another one that we didn't talk about. I don't think so. I think we covered that one. This one I'm excited to hear as everyone follows along in your journey. What do you aspire to accomplish in the next five years, personally and professionally? I know you can probably see the next five years, but if we're (laughs) dead. Well, so. That's that's good. That was good. Um, well, so I know what I'm going to manifest because that's how we do okay, it. Okay. That's but, how we do it. So I would really love to do more public speaking. Like I would really love, because I, I think that what I was really craving, you know, when I was ill was a space for me to be all of me. Um, and I don't, I mean, obviously it's becoming more and more uh, prevalent mostly like in LA, but in Buffalo, there was certainly not really like a hub for space to be held for people who are really going through it as far as like mental illness, but also really spiritual and, and knowing that like there's, there's something missing. So I would really love to do more public speaking. I am also doing more writing and I would love for that to look, I'm writing a memoir. Um, so that's happening. And so that's, professionally and then personally well you have something big coming in the next two years you gotta tell the listeners <laughs> <laughs> so yeah personally I would love to meet my future husband that's that's pretty much like all I have but so what Christina is referring to is I just I have this knowing this I've received this many times that I don't meet my like soulmate my, my husband the, the person I marry for another couple years and I've, like I said, I've received this for the last two years now, like consistently. And so, you know, I'm, I'm good. Like I can be patient because I know that it's going to knock me in my butt 
two and years. So, because too, like right now, like my career is my baby and it's, I'm really having fun, like kind of growing and, and nurturing this and yeah, I mean, personally, that's, that's really it. Like, I'm so I'm this is, good. A, I'm this is sideline sideline question. So when you go on a date with a guy, are you like, well, now they're going to listen to this podcast and be like, oh man, I'm not the one it's not two years from now. Like, do you go into uh, like opportunities open-minded or are you like, oh, you're great, but you're not my no, person. Super, super not because so, I mean, my, my previous relationship, I have this information. I met him afterwards and we we're like full steam ahead. Like, I mean, Jesus, he asked my mom if he could propose to me and he bought me an engagement ring. Obviously I am single. So that, that tells you where that led, but I am always open to being wrong because I, you know, things come through in readings all the time that might not be the way things turn out, but it's what you need to hear. Right. So for example, I read this, um, well now we're friends. Actually, it's funny. Cause like we've become friends after I gave her this reading where I just felt awful after. Cause I told her, I was like, you do not end up with this person. Your current boyfriend, like you're great for right now, one. but he is not the one. And I felt horrid, like, cause her face just fell. And I could tell like I decimated her and I was so tempted to reach out after and be like, I'm so sorry. Like maybe this is it, but I didn't, like I stayed true to myself. And she said, we went for coffee recently. She's like, Kaylee, that was the best gift you could have given me because when that, what that unlocked for me is that I, when I knew that this relationship wasn't going to be the one that gave me all the permission to get into her spirituality herself. Cause her boyfriend, um, is, is like very logic oriented, pretty rigid, like not really open. And she's like, because I wasn't afraid of losing it anymore, I was able to become more of me. And now it's actually really interesting because they're still together. They had like a breakup for like a day or something, but now he's really open. So it's almost like he wasn't right for her in that moment. They needed to take a reset. It could have been as well. Exactly. And so, so again, like, so while I think like, I probably am not meeting my guy for a bit, but when I go on dates, like you're open, totally good to be wrong. I'm totally good to be wrong. That's great. I feel like that's a hard thing. Cause I think I'd be really adamant. Like, nah, I'm not going to waste my time on you. You're not my two years guy. Oh no. I've, I love people. I love having, so you're open. I love that. Okay. So this, I know you'll have a good answer to this. You gave us a, a quote that maybe wasn't right, but a couple personal quotes that you live by and, or a piece of advice you'd like to share with the listeners. Mm. Oh man, there's so many, there's so many. So I have a poem that I think is like basically everything that I'm about. And can I share that? Of course. Okay, I'm super excited because this is, I feel like everything I live by. It's, it's called Our Deepest Fear and it's by Marianne Williamson. And it goes like this. <laughs> Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light not our darkness that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? But actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There's nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. 
And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we're liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Wow. Right? <laughs> That's so incredibly just motivational and beautiful and real. Where did you find that? I, I've never heard that before. Um, so I first came, I, I studied Kabbalah, which is like Jewish mysticism and a woman in my class read it to us. And it just kind of like pops up uh, like every now and then in my life. And I actually, of course, just stumbled upon it again last week. And, but I, I love it because that is what I want to be, right? Like I never again will shrink myself to please other people, to make other people comfortable, to make myself more palatable. I, I want to be a permission slip for other people to step into their truth and experience their joy and their authenticity. Because I mean, why would we want to do anything else? That's so real. I feel that all the time, honestly, all the time. It's this feeling of, I need to lessen myself to be accepted. I need to lessen myself because you're being judged. Screw that. Honestly, screw that. I think Amen. I, right. I've never been happier than when I really had that realization of, I don't really care. We actually talked about it a little briefly before this, but about like wedding stuff and like, does anyone even care? And who cares? Mm -hmm. You know, that's what I want to do. And that's what I'm going to do. And I think you shouldn't have to lessen yourself to be loved. And if anyone's making you feel lesser than who you are, cut them out of your life. You don't need that. Well, and you know what it is, is if, if you are being anybody other than yourself, you're not being loved. You're just being accepted. That's a mic drop or, or, or approved of, you know, and, and approval is much different and it doesn't loved. It's empty. Exactly. Okay. This was an unbelievable experience for me and you're such a light and you do radiate such joy and I laughed. I cried. I <laughs> got a death card. I mean, a lot of things happened on this podcast, but it was truly lovely. And I would love if you could share with the toxic teen listeners, how they can stay connected to your journey via social. And then also I know there's going to be people that are interested in a coaching ses session or potentially uh, their own personal reading. How can people follow along? Yeah, absolutely. So my Instagram is basically my business. So my handle is just my name. It's C-A-I-L-I -I underscore D-A-N-I-E-U. And there's a link right in my bio to book a reading or book um, a one-time coaching session or even a discovery call where we, it's like a coaching consultation basically. And th that's really about it. It's not complicated. <laughs> Perfect. And we'll definitely put that in the episode, but I am sending you all of my love, Kaylee. This was so special to reconnect and to reconnect and to hear your story and to share that with everyone listening. Keep doing you, keep shining your light and never dull yourself. And we're going to look at that poem and I'm going to print it out and put it right in our bedroom. No. <laughs> oh my God. I love it. Thank you so, so much. This has been such a joy. All right. You're the best. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Talks with Teen. If this episode put a smile on your face, taught you something new, or inspired you to make a change in your own story, please head over to Apple Podcasts to rate and review at Talks with Teen.